everyone. It's West Virginia Talk with James and Jerry. I am James. And I'm Jerry. And this podcast episode is going to be its going to be another sports one. We promise we're going to get back to the tourist destinations. <laughs> I promise. In upcoming uh, podcast episodes, we're going to have the uh, the old Moundsville Penitentiary. We're going to have the Trans-Allegheny Lunatic Asylum, uh, the New River Gorge Bridge, and so on and so on. But in the winter, we're definitely going to have the ski resorts. Absolutely. You know, winter's a, a tough time to travel and, and see this and that. But, uh, you know, that's when you want to go to the ski resorts because they have snow in the winter. So, you know. and, and we're hitting two back-to-back episodes of sports, but when you're in the state of West Virginia, what better place to visit than the Coliseum and Milan Puskar Stadium? Yeah, I mean, those you. are very, very dominant uh, attractions to the state. Well, if you haven't gone to Milan Puskar Stadium, it's, it's kind of too late for this year. They played their last game Saturday. Yeah, but you can still get in to see the Hall of Traditions. I've been there. Yes. It was an accident. <laughs> It was. Uh, I was walking. Let's see. My, my son was at Ruby, and I. it was going to be like a long time, and he didn't re- wasn't really doing much. He was just waiting. So I took a little walk. And the door, it was an automatic door. You know, like when you go to like Walmart, you know, you step on the pad and the door's open. Yeah. Well, this thing kept opening and closing. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can get in there. And I did. And uh, it was back when Coach Johnson was the line coach. I think he came from Georgia. Yeah, Bill Stewart's yeah, assistant. Right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, he had his glasses down on its nose and just kind of looked at me while he was walking through and i'm like okay if he's not going to say anything i'm just going to stay so yeah it was really really neat and that was one of the things that coach rich rod got implemented into that stadium really cool i wasn't supposed to be there then but well, whatever now they've upgraded <laughs> neil brown has them had them redo that whole section and it's fantastic you got the the college game day table out there so you can kind of get your picture taken it looks like you're actually out there with lee corso and kirk curb street and all them. Why would you want your picture with Lee Corso? Because you can put a chokehold on him. <laughs> did you hear him drop the F-bomb last week? I did. I did. Yikes. Well, he's getting old and senile, so <laughs> you can expect more of that as time progresses. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but we're not a political show. <laughs> Talking about old and seen out. Okay. So Saturday they played Texas and both of them were four and six. Whoever won that game, their bowl hopes were still alive. Whoever lost, their bowl dreams are dashed. So Texas will not go to a bowl this year. And they have the longest losing streak since the 50s. Yes. God bless them. Horns down, baby. Yeah, horns down. I like that. We got a lot of Texas listeners, so sorry about that. But uh, I'm not. Horns down, baby. <laughs> and I came from Texas, so I'm allowed I to know. do that. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I get a lot of satisfaction out of the Mountaineers beating them. And I'm also really, really glad West Virginia's one of three schools that have a winning record against Texas. Right. And I think we're the only one in the conference. Yes. With a winning record against Yeah. Them. One's Notre Dame. And the other one, who is it? Besides us? Yeah. You'll never get it uh usc vanderbilt vanderbilt <laughs> yeah hey what how more iconic could you get they're going to the sec and their only team that they're gonna have to the, worry about is, is vanderbilt hey and they're gonna be fighting for the bottom two spots hey, in the I, sec sorry pal i'm gonna <laughs> sorry to bust your <laughs> bubble they have more teams to worry about than just vandy yeah that's uh that's man i'm telling you, it's all money both texas oklahoma are both gonna get like 960 million over 10 years right money 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 well in texas texas's bank account was looking kind of low already yeah being the number one revenue gross grossing uh college in the nation 
Mm-hmm. Well, with uh, you know, we, we got Cincinnati, Central Florida, BYU, and who else is coming? Houston. Houston. Oh, here comes Holgerson again. Oh, look out. You know, yeah, it's going to look like that next year, but it's not going to look like that in four or five years. It's going to change again. I'm happy with this trade-off because Texas has become a doormat. So it's not like we're losing anything there. Um, I'm glad actually, because we don't have to play Oklahoma anymore. Well, you still got Oklahoma State, so the Big 12 is still going to run through Oklahoma. Yeah, but we've beaten Oklahoma State. Right, one time or yeah, twice. We beat Oklahoma when we were in the Big East. Right. You know, uh, Fiesta Bowl. The, the Owen Schmidt interview after the game, it's iconic. I love that. And the runaway beer truck thing, it's awesome. Absolutely. So, Jared Day. Great game. He's uh, what Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, and uh, you know, man, he's so hit or miss. You know, on the season, he's the Big 12's leading passer, but he's not so good in the efficiency department. As a matter of fact, he's second to last. Did you know that? I did not know that, but that sounds about right. Yeah, the he's... way we played this year. But he's also taken a crap load of sacks. I think he's got he's been sacked like twenty four times this year. Okay, so yeah, he's been sacked a lot. Is that his? fault or the lines it's a combination it depends on which game we're talking about sometimes baylor it was the line yeah okay it was the line in baylor other times it's just his inability to make a decision okay so right now west virginia is five and six there are three games that we actually there's two two games that we were not in baylor and oklahoma state okay and and the one that i was going to reference was kansas state but we were in that we were down by seven with 11 and a half minutes left and we blew it yeah the five Final doesn't show that we were in that game, but we were. It right. Was a, it was a nice contest up until the fourth. Now, the Maryland game, should have won that easily. The Texas Tech game. Now, that one, we were trailing that game 17-zip at halftime. But we got back into it, tied it up, and then it was a back-and-forth field goal game, and we ultimately wound up losing that game. But Texas Tech kicked that one in field goal with 18 seconds left. So right. you can't select the defense for that. You can't. Um, yeah, We held Texas Tech to 23. Oklahoma should have won that one. You know, We led that game the whole way, and the first lead that Oklahoma had was the game-winning field goal. And, you could, and that's all that matters. And you can feel that game coming down to that, though, when, when we gave the ball back to him at the end i just i turned around i looked at my family i was like we've lost this game it's uh, it's sad you could just feel it i thought the defense did a good job with rattler in that game and now rattler's lost his starting position because of a lot of close games he's played in namely Tulane. How do you play that close to Tulane if you're Oklahoma? Right, right. But uh, anyway, so yeah, he is tops in passing yardage, but he is second to last in efficiency. Uh, 16 touchdowns, 10 picks. For 11 games, 16 touchdowns is awful. Yes. It is awful. Sacked 28 times. So he's getting sacked, what, two and a half times a game or whatever. But uh, Letty Brown. I like Letty Brown. He's a tough runner. His average is kind of low. One of the lower ones in the top 10, 909 yards on the season. He's got a long of 80. That's great. 12 touchdowns. Here's the problem. Our second leading rusher, who is it? Do you know? Garrett Green. Garrett Green, the backup quarterback. And that's not off of designed run plays. A lot of that's broken down where it's a pass and he just runs with it. Right. So, yeah, Mathis is, I believe Mathis is third. Is that correct? Uh, On the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's definitely not Daggy. But Letty's the only one with a season average over four yards of carry. Yeah, he's got four and a half even there. But uh, offensively, not so good. Uh, We're only averaging like 
like 26 points a game. Defensively, we're doing pretty good, I think. We're, we're giving up 24 points a game. Yeah, by and large, I think we're looking all right. We, we've kind of, we're young offensively. We only have a handful of seniors that we're going to lose. Right. Defensively, we're going to be hurting next year because we're going to lose the core of that defense. Right. You're going to lose Stills. You're going to lose, uh, what, Alston? Um, that's huge on the line, just your defensive front. Then you're going to lose a die in the secondary. And that really sucks. Yeah, because... He's super good, man. Well, not only that, but we're hurting in numbers. It's a bad time to lose seniors like them because our recruiting is suffering right now because of our law, the losses we've had. Well, we've, we've really, we lost two, two... High For now. End, and I think that's all we're going to lose. I really do. I think that's all we're going to lose. We're gonna, we've lost two. One of them, my understanding from the people that I've talked with, was one kid's scholarship was getting pulled anyway. The offer was getting pulled from gotcha. the table. So that wasn't truly a loss, but they allowed him to just come out and say that he was decommitting. Right. And then the running back was the true loss. Right. And so, we're loaded at running back, in all honesty. We have some thoroughbreds well, that's that are the thing. sitting in the background. That's the thing. We are, but he, and I always liked this showcasing one running back. I always liked that. When Holgerson was there, we had four. Right. Constantly. You know, I think it was uh, Garrison. Garrison had like 291 yards in one game. The very next one, he had six because right. they didn't run him. Like, what are you doing? You know, we had Dream of Smith. We had Wendell Smallwood. I can't remember the other one. But uh, Crawford. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> don't remember. Who, what was his first name? I don't remember that. Uh-huh. I just remember so, his last name being yeah. Crawford. Yeah, I don't remember. But uh, so as far as touchdowns goes, we are almost dead last kansas is right behind us um everyone i mean right now leading the pack is oklahoma 53 touchdowns and and we have 34 <laughs> you believe that now we're one of the leading uh teams in field goal kicks which is a bright spot casey leg's been great this year he missed one last week but it didn't cost us anything no. so that's okay no but it was early in the game and you didn't know how costly that was going to be but uh, Casey Leg has been a really, you know, fantastic bright spot for our offense. It's unfortunate that he has to kick as many times as he does. Right. You know, we want to see him kick extra points, not field goals. So uh, another thing they need to do, man, I love Evan Staley, but we need better kickoffs, dude. We do. <laughs> we do. Now, there's a kid, Danny King. I've seen film on this kid. This kid, when he was a junior, went to the Corn Blue uh, competition mm-hmm. in Canton, and he won. He kicked a 60, what was it? 60 yarder as a junior in high school kicked a 60 yard field goal and it was like 80 88 percent of his touchback or his uh kickoffs in high school were touchbacks so why are we not using this kid for kicking off well I, don't tell me about red shirts that's no 90 percent of it no he was redshirted last year i don't know neil seems to have some kind of arrangement with his players that if they stick with him he will stick with the player it's just like day there's a lot of times where you've kind of questioned why is he still starting him and the only thing i can think is that it's a loyalty thing i gotta ask you why are you pronouncing it like that day yeah just how i pronounce it <laughs> they say that on espn too see i've heard both so what is it is it day or day he does it matter kind of it mean, shouldn't it's because he's name. not great if he was no, like an all-star all-american i'd be like more concerned with getting it right yeah and so would they I yeah mean, so but, but the ultimate authority in this is tony caridi and he says deggy well tony's being replaced by me so <laughs> when, did, when did this happen <laughs> well just now just now yeah good uh, luck I, with that I'm, I'm now the uh top dog when it comes to west virginia sports Hell. and pronunciations of all names yeah good luck with that 
<laughs> so another bright spot on offense this year is Winston Wright. I thought he did a great job last year, and it's good to see him take a step ahead. Uh, Bryce Ford Wheaton, that connection with him and Daggy is just not there. They had a better connection in the past game, but uh, there's been times where Bryce Ford Wheaton is wide open and he gets overthrown. Or you just he, wait till next year. He leads him out of all. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what that's what Jared said. That's what Jared said. But uh, Sam James, I, I, I was really excited about him two years ago, but he's got the he's got the the yips well i'll say this sam james is one of i thought this year's most improved yeah because like you said two years ago outstanding last year really started having issues dropping the ball yeah and he's fought through that and has been very reliable this year. Yeah. Yeah. It, he he had he's got the yips. Definitely. As Dale, it's good to see him healthy and back. Um Sean Ryan, not much of a not as much of a factor as I thought he would, although he's leading the team in average per catch. Problem is he doesn't have that many catches. I'm telling you, Prather. Prather is gonna be the guy. You give him two years, he's gonna be all Big Twelve. I'm telling you, you look at the program he came from in St. Francis out of Baltimore, who just just beat IMG Friday. IMG, number two in the country. IMG is the team that was playing Bishop Sycamore when Bishop Sycamore was revealed to be a fraud. Right. That was IMG out of Florida. I'm telling you, St. Francis, great program. They're 15th right now, ranked nationally. But I'm telling you, good pedigree, great program. Prather is going to be the man. You give him two years. He's going to be the man next year. That's what I was going to say. But in two years, he's going to be the man in the Big 12. I'm telling you, it's coming. It's coming. And hopefully he's got is it miracle thrown to him. Right? Hey, I really think that we have a stable of quarterbacks. I, I like Goose. Is it miracle or Markiel? I'm going to do it just like I do Dahi. I'm going to say it however I want, <laughs> and if they have issue with it, Mar- they can call Mar-Giol. me. I think it's Mar Markiel. I but think I, I, I like Goose. I think Goose has. Are we going to be able to keep him? That's I, I the issue. So. I think we can keep him. Buddy, I'm telling you right now, not many, not many programs in the country have three scholarshiped quarterbacks. I think you lose And we're going to have four? And that's what I'm afraid of. I think you lose Green this year. And that sucks because Green is really exciting. When he comes out on the field, he's electrifying. Well, I like that. He he makes us, he takes us back to the Pat White days. That's right. what I feel when I see him. He's not a great thrower, but he is an excellent scrambler. And so you always feel like when he's on the field, there's a chance of something spectacular happening. You just don't know how it's going happen right i'm with you there so uh as far as defense goes like i said earlier i mean our defense is doing a pretty good job points wise we just need to get more turnovers more turnovers okay so on the season jerry we have six picks and we had what two saturday i think one one we had one saturday with sean mahone really kind of sealed it for us uh it was a huge interception yeah that was killer so we have six picks on the season that's that's a pick every other game that's not yeah, enough that's pretty bad here's the big one for me how many fumble recoveries do we have on the season i'm gonna go with uh 10 four four we have four fumble recoveries we've only forced six that is a huge problem well, this ain't the first time that our defense has struggled with getting turnovers. That was something even under Gibby that he would really try to emphasize every year right. about stripping the ball. I mean, if you look at the defense, okay, they're not the best, but you look at all the adversity they've overcome this season, okay? We lost our coach to mm-hmm. Georgia, okay? We've had injuries, we've had transfers, and not a whole lot of turnover not not a whole lot of takeaways right. we have 10 takeaways total and that's 
not good. Okay, we're not even averaging one takeaway a game right now. But and here's the thing: defense has to let's see. Offense has to keep the defense on the sideline, right? Right. And and our offense hasn't been doing a good job of that. Our defense is on the field too much. So through all of that, our defense has only given up 24 points a game, and I think that's really really good because. We held Oklahoma to 16. And I know Oklahoma State beat on us real bad, but we, we only gave up 24. Well, I think it's important to recognize, too, that— Maryland scored more than Oklahoma State did. Right. But I think it's also important to recognize that the defense has dealt with short fields that they've had to defend most of the time. Right. You know, where other teams are having 80-yard drives, most of the time throughout this season, the opposing— uh, team, the opposing offense has only had to go like 35, 45 yards right. to be in position to score. Right. And and think of this too, you know, our defense, we held Virginia Tech because they were, they, they, they were going to score. Iowa State, the defense held them. And then we gave the offense opportunities to beat Maryland, to beat Oklahoma, to beat Texas Tech. I mean, our offense was scoreless at halftime. Our defense was doing a good job. Kansas State, uh, that's the one that got away from us. But the offense went went neutral in that game. So, And then the defense did a good job against Texas, too. So the defense has been pretty solid regardless of, you know, how you feel about them, you know, the stats don't lie. It's just the takeaways. We need right. more takeaways. That That's the issue. Well, this has been an up-and-down season. I, I, I know we've talked about this a, a lot uh, just because we're Mountaineer fans and uh, we see each other at work all the time, but the expectations coming into this season for Neil Brown, year three, the first real full season with not a lot of things happening in the background as far as like COVID and so we got real practice times. We got real spring in. There was a lot of expectations coming into this season. We were kind of on the uphill swing. We finished off with a bowl win last year. They were talking about all the momentum they were building up. So as a fan base, we're like thinking in our heads, we're eight or nine win, mainly nine, nine or maybe nine to 10 win season would be a nice step in this trust the climb uh, mentality that he's like and put out there. And unfortunately, we started out just horrible against Maryland with all the turnovers. We moved the ball just well, fine. First half, we, we looked good. Over. First half, we looked good. Second half, we didn't. And, and then we, we laid eggs against most of the teams that we thought we had a chance this year yep. to really beat. Yep. And so I'd it's say just it, been an emotional roller coaster. Yeah, I'd say at worst we should be eight and three. At worst, right? Eight and three. We should have beat Oklahoma. We should have beat Oklahoma. We had the opportunity. It seems like we find a way to lose that game. So, are you still trusting the climb? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's because Neil Brown's a likable guy. If it was Dana Holgerson, no, get him out. He's done. Yeah, I do like him. I, I like him featuring one back for one, but I don't like him putting all his trust in the day. I, I'm telling you, if, if I was having a one-on-one with, one-on-one with him, I'd, I'd ask him first thing, why do you put Garrett Green in at all? Because all you're doing is teasing us. You're like, hey, this is what we've got backing up Daggy. Now that you are excited he's out there, we're taking him out. Right. What is the point? What's the point of putting him in there? Now, I haven't seen Green in there the last two games that I can remember. Well, he was, he was in uh, against Texas because he had one pass completion. I don't remember. I don't remember. But why? Why are you putting him in there just to tease us? You know, you hear the boos with Daggy. 
here comes Green. Everybody goes nuts. He he has these big plays and then he's gone. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> are you are you just trying to satisfy him to keep him around? He's clearly the better guy. Well, maybe maybe he's using that to put a little fire underneath the uh, day he it doesn't work it may not work but maybe that's what he's trying it does not work you know the virginia tech game you know garrett green was in everyone was happy here comes daggy back and he throws a pick right away and you're like what what the heck are you doing i don't i don't like it you stick with one stick with one or the other not both right i don't like it okay so last game we beat kansas we're going to a bowl so oh i'm saying we beat kansas we're going to a bowl yeah what does Kansas have to offer? Well, not much. Now, they beat South Dakota by three. Yikes. They got blown out by Coastal. They got blown out by Baylor. We did too, but not nearly as bad. Duke blew them out. Iowa State just annihilated them. Beat them by 52. Texas Tech blew them up. Oklahoma, they they played well. They lost by 12. Oklahoma State beat them by 52. Yeah. And then they beat, well, they lost to Kansas by 25. They beat Texas. Now, they were up in that game 42-14. Texas ties it, sends it into overtime. Kansas wins on, it was a two-point conversion play. It was. And the beautiful thing about that two-point conversion play is, I believe it was the fullback that caught the pass. I want to say it was tight end, but I think it might have been fullback. This kid hadn't played offense all year long. He got some endorsements. He was only in because of injuries. Right. And his very first catch of the year seals the victory over Texas. I think he's got two endorsements now. Yes. Crazy, yes. crazy. And then uh, they lost to TCU last week by three, which is an improvement. But what kind of game are we going to have with Kansas? Well, Kansas likes to give up a lot of points. They're last in the Big 12 defensively in points given up with 43 a game. Right. Uh, they're also last in the Big 12 in yardage given up. They've given up almost 500 yards a game. So if you're West Virginia, you're like, hey, our offense hasn't been great, but, you know, it's it's Kansas. You know, it's number one, it's Kansas' defense. They can be scored on and a lot. Two, we have to win. We do, but I'll tell you what, I've been very impressed with Leopold, especially these last couple games for Kansas. You can see that he's getting the mentality of that program changed. They're fighting, even if they're down, they're still fighting every step of the way. And they have a really nice freshman quarterback that has a great arm on him and very nimble feet. He's dangerous, so yeah, we're going to have to contain him. It's not him. Bean, but Bean's played a lot. He's played in 10 games. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see who they start at quarterback. Now, as far as running back, you look at Devin Neal. Devin Neal has the same yards per carry as Letty Brown. Not as many touchdowns, but not as many carries either. He's averaging just over 64 yards a game. So... They're, they're off. They're, I'm telling you, their offense isn't anemic, but their defense is. I think it's going to be a good game for the for the West Virginia offense. If you can play like that against Texas, you should be able to play like that or better against Kansas and hold them to less points. But I also want to to mention here that remember the lead that Kansas had on Texas. We never had that lead like they did. Right. Yeah, they let them come back, but that's a position that team wasn't used to being in. 
No. They're not used to having huge leads. They don't know how to hold a lead because they never have it. Right. So I think this is going to be way more competitive of a game than most people are giving uh, credit to Kansas. You know, the, right. the, I just, you look at them, you think of the last couple of years, you're like, yeah, they're doormats, but they're better than Texas. Right. And Texas played us a good game. So, well, if you look, okay, so we, if we beat Kansas, we're going to a bowl. Now, which bowl? It all depends on other Big 12 matchups, okay? Because right now, we're tied with uh, Kansas State. No, I'll take that back. We're tied with Texas Tech and TCU for sixth, okay? We have the tiebreaker on TCU, but Texas Tech has the tiebreaker on us. Right. So let's just say we're ranked seventh right now in the Big 12. So Kansas State, Texas Tech, and TCU are going to determine whether we're fifth at the end of the season or seventh so one of those teams texas tech who does texas tech play they play baylor they're gonna lose that game okay so that gives us an advantage if we beat kansas we'll be four and five texas tech will be in three and six we're automatically above them tcu tcu plays iowa state and they will lose that one and it doesn't really matter because if even if they did win that, we got the tiebreaker right. on TCU. Here's the big one, though, okay? Kansas State. Who does Kansas State play? Okay, so Kansas State, they play Texas. Well, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope, for no. our sake, I hope Texas beats them. So if TCU beats Iowa State, Iowa State will be 4-5. and five. TCU will be 4-5, and five, but we have the tiebreaker on both and say Kansas State beats Texas, we'll be fifth in the conference. So, what kind of bowl games are we looking at with that? Well, from everything I've heard, there's a lot of talk that we may be seeing Florida. Well, okay, so they have Iowa State projected at the Texas Bowl against Mississippi State. We could take that one, but we'll see. Um, they have Baylor going to the Alamo Bowl against Utah. We can't touch that bowl. No, that's that's theirs. Uh, they have the Cheez It Bowl, Clemson playing Kansas State. We could get that one, and that'd be a cool rematch. It would, it would. But I think probably we're going to end up with uh, Memphis. What was it Memphis last year that we played? I mean, uh, we played Army. No, I'm saying where, but we played it at Memphis, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was the uh, Liberty Bowl. Yes, and so that's probably the most realistic to me because of travel. I okay. think they're going to try to if we're bowl eligible right we're going to probably get either memphis or i believe there's one in florida too that we is it the guaranteed rate bowl yeah it's something it's really weird okay well it depends on who you look at and where they project us some of them have us in the guaranteed rate bowl playing minnesota some of us have us in well like you said the liberty bowl playing auburn which would be interesting bo nicks i don't like the guy i don't think he's overrated I think he's been overrated. Um, but uh, so those are the bowls that we may see coming up. Now, I don't know if you would prefer a December bowl or a January bowl. I'm kind of indifferent to it, but it'd be, it'd be cool to see a, a New Year's bowl. Well, but, from a fan standpoint, it doesn't matter to me. But from well, the, a coaching standpoint, I would want the January game. That way you had more practice. Well, the, the the Texas Bowl, where they have Iowa State projected, we could take that one playing Mississippi State. That's January the 4th. So not a New Year's Day Bowl, but, you know, we'll take it. Heck, honestly, we'll take any of these. You ain't lying right now. Just a few a days miracle. ago, we were 4-6. and six. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a miracle that we're even discussing this at this point in time. Yeah. And if you're a Marshall fan, they have them projected for the New Mexico Bowl playing Nevada. Now, how do you pronounce that state? Nevada. Okay. Not Nevada because I said Nevada? No, no, okay. Good no. deal. All right. So, uh, West Virginia playing Kansas Saturday. I didn't get the time. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Have they it. announced the time yet? It's probably a noon game. Oh, I hope so. Since it's uh, being played at home, we're the only... Well, I looked for the time one day last week, and it still said to be determined. So I don't know if they have that yet. Well, we're the only Big 12 school that did not get a night game this year at home. <sighs> Everybody else. Three years of Neil Brown, and we've never had a night game under Neil Brown. I wonder why. I think it's his bedtime. Well, I mean, he came from Troy State. Maybe the the the, the lights, a lot of bugs or something. Maybe I, I don't think know. He's just very family orientated, so he wants to be sure to tuck his kids into bed before uh, it's too late in the evening. By nine o'clock, he wants to have them in bed. <laughs> we have Mister Rogers for our coach. <laughs> oh man, well he's a good guy though. Man, it, it, you know, head coaches, families, they have to make all kinds of sacrifices. So you might be right. I don't know. If if he does that for that reason, it's, he's a rarity. Well, I know I'm not right, but it sounded good. Yeah, you could be like Bobby Petrino. Yeah, I think I think that uh, the television studios decided that it was too dangerous to have a night game in Morgantown just because of how rowdy the crowds used to get. Used to. Used That's to is key. key. Yes. Used to. Yeah. And we're not like that anymore. It's it's changed dramatically. It's. Definitely more family friendly than what it was when I first started attending <laughs> West Virginia. Football you know what, games. though, I kind of miss some of the rowdiness. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do too. Because now, now you sit there and they break off of like a seventy-five yard run. Everybody's doing a golf clap. Yeah, I'm like, listen, and that's to me, that's what happens when you jack the prices up on your tickets. Yeah, you get this different level of of fans. Right, they're more elitist. So yeah, yeah they're all proper and prim, and they're giving the little golf clap where when we first started it was what 15 bucks to get you into the game man it, there was nothing proper about that crowd at yeah. all it was rowdy it was crazy that's what made me a west virginia fan it wasn't even the football team yeah. we lost my first game that i went to watch uh, but the fan base was so awesome i was like i want to be a part of this yeah I, I miss those days when we was pretty rowdy last game i went to was a night game against baylor it was holgerson's last season Nice. Yeah, and it was uh, it was pretty cool, but it wasn't like throwing stuff or whatever. I think those days are gone. I got to see the Virginia Tech game this year. Yeah, I know. It was your birthday gift. Yes, it was. It was fantastic, too, because we actually won. So, and Remember the 93 season when we had Walker, running back Robert Walker? Yeah. And we beat Miami and Morgantown. Yeah, that... That uh, game went a touchdown. Yeah. I think one of the Miami coaches got hit with a trash can full of snow. Or Absolutely. Something. <laughs> Absolutely. People used to like cringe. I mean, the pit. Remember the pit? Well, remember when, initially when they were trying to get into the ACC before we got accepted to the Big 12? That was one of the complaints yeah. was that the fan base was too rowdy and it was really a kind of a dangerous area to come into. How many times did we have friends that we worked with that went to West Virginia games? They were not West Virginia fans. Maryland fans or they, Pitt fans. They would wear a totally neutral team well, whenever and they would, still get— Now listen— chewed out and screamed at the ones i talked to they wore their team colors so the first thing out of their mouth was what's wrong with you people i said what did what'd you wear terps gear well that's your fault you yeah. know what i mean you should expect it I, i've seen a james madison game up there where the dukes had absolutely no shot of winning and their fans were treated horribly yeah i, <laughs> I mean, mean it, it was sounds, bad it's uh, it sounds really bad <laughs> it sounds really bad 
that I think it's funny, but it is. I'm well, it sorry. was it was horrible. Like I said, I can remember uh, tailgating. Okay, and this is. Be- Four Big 12. So we're in the Big East. I'm tailgating, and it's right down the hill from the visitor side. Okay? It was right there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why other fan bases were walking through that area, because that's like student housing. Yeah. But they would come at. through there, and you would see beer cans flying through the air at them as they were walking. Yep. One, I'm like, I was young and I was drinking. So the first thing out of my head is, why are they throwing good beer at these people? <laughs> throw it to me if you're going to throw it, you know. But it was it was rowdy and crazy. Now, you, like I said, you don't have that level. Right. People still get excited. They still, but now the fan base you have now are more likely to invite the opposing fans over to to have a drink in a pepperoni roll than what you used to have before and after not during right i never see that I never well see that. you can't get out now at halftime now you're locked out once you walk out the gate that's yeah, stupid all right so uh we're gonna wrap this thing up but uh want to give a shout out to our singapore downloader how about that singapore i about fell over i'm not gonna lie i about fell over in my chair when i pulled up the stats for the podcast and singapore popped up hey we're on five continents now how about that we're making hay five continents and i I guess you can guess one of them usa that's not a continent (laughs) no it's not but usa where are we at yeah north america yeah that's the one well we're in that one i know but that's the one that counts yeah, I got you, but we like all our listeners. I don't know that I like them, but I appreciate them. I love our listeners. I appreciate them. Me, James. What are you going to do, do, James, if one of your listeners comes up and punches you and goes, I hate y'all? We're, they're not customers. They ain't paying us. Well, I'm saying uh, somebody that listens to our podcast, maybe they listen to us to make fun of us. See, we're incognito. They don't know who we are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're incognito. But I doubt the dude from Singapore is going to come find me. I you doubt ne- it. You never know. No, but I'm telling you, the ones that are overseas serving in the military, when you come back here, look us up. Look us up. We do appreciate everybody that listens to us. Yep. Especially with our nonsense that uh, I throw out there. Um, James is a little more uh, detail orientated, but uh, <laughs> the nonsense that I like to throw out, I do appreciate the fact that y'all even tune in anymore. Yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> We still haven't got our stuff from Ogilvy. We haven't got our stuff from Cabela's, but I promise it's coming. It is coming. We will announce winners soon. We promise. That's right. So we're going to wrap it up on that note, but uh, coming up in for, uh, future podcasts, we're going to have uh, the places that you would want to go check out in the state, and they're numerous. We're going to highlight each and every one of them. Throw one out. Throw one out right now. The, Any of them. I love it. our next week. Next week? Yeah. Okay. Well, with winter coming up, see, I was... I was going to I was going to delegate the ski resorts to like January and February. Okay. But uh coming up I don't know, man. There's so many of them. I can't I can't really choose one. Let's hit Charleston. Yeah, but where? Well, it's going to be a multiple thing. I mean, we'll have See, I love the Clay Center. Well, let's do Clay Center. But I also love the West Virginia Veterans Memorial. That place is so cool. We can get this all in like 45 minutes. I doubt it. No, I we seriously can't. Trust doubt. Me. We talked about one game coming up, and we've been on here for over 40 minutes. I know, but it's football, and we love sports, and so that's a lot easier to talk about forever, even if it doesn't make sense. But I will speak for Jerry. We love the state more, and we're going to end it on that note. So for my partner, Jerry, I'm James. We're going to sign off and and tune in next week. We don't know who it's going to be or where it's going to be, but we're going to be doing something next week, we promise. Peace out.